Welcome to Mad Love, hosted by Judith A. Cope, produced by Just Media Works. Hello? Did you figure it out? Yep, we're recording. Ah! But I'm not through. Hello, radio listeners. You are listening to Mad Love, my friend's wonderful, awesome podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Saturday Smash, yes. <laughs> what kind of stuff you planning on talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking about everything. That's why I was going to say smash up or mash up, but hey, we talk about Welcome. Everything. This is Judith A. Kofi listening to Mad Love. That's my friend Kim Wiley. She did our intro because guess what, Sam? For the last two hours, we've been trying to uh, use the Anchor app uh, to do an interview, and that was a colossal fail. I mean, I don't want to bag on this. I like the app, but it's got some kinks. Mm-hmm. It's a few things, especially when they did that dramatic overhaul. It was just like, wah, wah. Something right. just suffered, um, which I've I've gone on about mightily for the last six months. So I will, <laughs> I will move on. Happy Saturday. How are you doing, <laughs> Kimberly? I am doing very well. Um, took the first part of the day to just kind of rest and relax. Now I'm just kind of out and about doing some errands and just kind of enjoying the day and getting some sun. That heat came back, though. St. Louis has been really mild and pleasant for, like, three or four days, and then it feels like a little steamy out there. Yeah. I know you. You love the cooler fall type of weather. Mm-hmm. Since that's your... Uh, you know, your birth time of the year, you like that cooler weather. Crisp, yes. Perhaps a throw, maybe a cup of tea. You know, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it cool. <laughs> you can keep that right. hot. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm that May baby. I like it hot. Mm-mm, forget about it. Yeah, I, uh, I was just. Well, we've had several phone conversations today because I've been trying to, like I said, trying to get this thing set up um and one thing we were talking about oh i was not fishing when i said this i am surprised that people listen to this podcast um not because i think it's bad but i mean i've heard some people like put high production value on their podcast they're like mixing in songs and they use their intro all the time and it's an hour long like i don't do all of that i don't really have time to do all of that um, so it's nice that people just like it raw. <laughs> yeah. my, my podcast is, is Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's me and it's authentically me. It's exactly how I'm feeling in the moment because I, I rarely like script it out or think things through or. Yes, it's, it it's, is. I will say that. Yeah, it's just what I'm thinking. So that to me is fascinating. That, that, People listen to it. Uh, I'm getting more followers through Anchor. Actually, more people listen to it outside of Anchor. Uh, Spotify has shot up since they started adding it. People are really listening through Spotify, and that's dope. I mean, I think it's very cool. It's just surprising that someone would want my opinion like that. I'm going to say for if anyone from Anchor ever listens, Yeah, um, Anchor. Please go back to allowing the podcast to just play all the way through because some days I'm at work and I want to listen to my friend's podcast, but I'm IT. I don't have time to keep stopping and hitting the next one 
and hitting the next one and That's hitting the so next funny. one. I said all that, and you were like, listen, Anchor, uh, <laughs> y'all shit is whack the way y'all fixed it now. <laughs> Thanks. The way y'all broke it now. Right. They didn't fix think, nothing. That wasn't a fix. What was weird is I think they they sold out some of the user uh, features that, that the community liked to, to go big and start trying to get more. Uh, like star-based type podcasts and stuff because yeah but the reality is i'm gonna be honest with you um we use like snapchat everybody fell in love with dj kelly on snapchat like his snapchat got him so many more fans um just because they liked his positivity and his message but the reality is you sometimes want to hear from a regular person like yourself how are you getting through life how are you making it what gets you through the day? I'm real regular. You know what I'm saying? You want yeah. to hear from a, a, just a regular person like yourself, not somebody that's got a uh, $100 million. I don't want to hear nobody with a $100 million <laughs> whining about nothing. Shit. You better go buy somebody to worry for your ass. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm the people's podcaster. Right. you the people's podcast. I want to hear it from the people. Yes. Regular. Yeah, I, well, here's what I think is cool. Also, too, when we get to the destination, it, it will be documented. Like, people will say, oh, I remember when she was said she lost a big client. Now she's doing great. Oh, right. so, like, you will be able to hear that journey because it has been a journey. And I love being an entrepreneur, but I'm going to tell you and what. For all you girl, listeners, she is legit. <laughs> she is legit on, on her business situation. Nothing she's telling you is sideways. Yes, I'm her friend, but I'm telling you, this girl, she works. So I do. I work you, really hard. You will. When you, when you realize the end result, when you see the end result, it's not because she hasn't put in the work. So please know that it won't be an overnight success. Oh, one day you pop up. No, she's been working the whole time. <laughs> like my mom said, uh, you're going to be a, a 50-year-old overnight sensation. Yep, it only took 25, 30 years to get here. <laughs> most of the people that's really big right now, it, it took them a while. It does take a while. And I think as times have changed, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. the mountain is a little steeper. You know, you, you mm -hmm. could do more with less 25 years ago. And now the cost of doing business is, is higher and the stakes are higher. Um, you know, I was just uh, thinking about, you know, I've, I've had two very passionate discussions with friends uh, that you know um, about how we got where we are. You know, I've, I've had to let them know where I work and what I do. And, um, and you know, this, this whole notion, especially in St. Louis, of how we got here. And, you know, I've been very passionate on this podcast and in conversations with you about how it's such a, a strange argument to me to focus on hiring prosecuting attorneys as opposed to fixing the schools. You know what I mean? Like, St. Louis Public School system was unaccredited for 20 years. That's a that's a generation of people who might not be razor sharp. You know, their education just wasn't there. 
But I, so, here, here's something even sadder, even sadder than the point you just made. Our uh, wonderful, uh, the person that's over education for the country, why are they considering allowing federal funds to buy uh, firearms for teachers on a local uh, basis? Why not why just, does uh, put have that money job? into education? Why not put that money into paying these teachers in some of the areas where they are not as, um, where they don't have the, the resources and the supplies? Well, you know what? You have weird? teachers going out buying their own stuff, buying paper, buying crayons, buying textbooks. things. They need textbooks. You know, you know for, what's for really weird? What? What's really weird, first of all, she shouldn't have the job. But also what's strange is no one has ever come along, or at least to my knowledge, on my state by state and done a, a dramatic overhaul of the curriculum of the hours so basically our school system is set up based on the time when kids used to have to help their fa families farm well i don't know about you but we ain't been farming in a, a long long time and well, you I, say that online schools are growing in popularity It's a little choppy, though. Okay, well, hold on one second. You have a lot of online schools that are doing a lot more these days, and you have a lot of parents who, because of bullying in schools, are oh, allowing yeah. their kids to go and take online uh, school courses instead of go to a traditional school. Right. And that's sad because now our children, not only are they not as bright anyway, right. But they're not going to be socialized. What kid didn't put up with bullying? I'm not saying it's right. But well, but you know what the thing is, and I will say this, though. Back in our day, we did not have social media, so we didn't have the constant uh, barrage of bullying. If you were bullied, well, you, could, you could go home to your family and your sisters and brothers and people who cared about you and loved you and get that reinforcement and at least rejuvenate for the day or the evening or whatever. But come well, Monday morning or whatever, you're back at it. True. Well, these poor kids, they're getting it all day, every day on Facebook, Instagram, and also, Twitter. Also, parents are different because sometimes parents are joining in the bullying online. And that's yeah. ridiculous. That Ain't is that absolutely stupid? ridiculous. I've heard more than one story of parents showing up to the school to beat somebody's ass for the <laughs> But you know what? Those are the what parents the that, that I firmly believe they have taken as much as they can take on behalf of their child. And they're just saying, I'm not going to let my kid keep going through this. Yeah, I don't think that's always the case, though. I think sometimes it's just somebody who's like, they said, what? I'm going to go kick your ass. Come on, go, go. And these grown-ups show up and start trying to kick his ass in school. And did you yeah. not say, come on, Coco? <laughs> that's all I want to know. Did you say, come on, Coco? Come on, Coco. I try to quantify it, but yeah, I do generalizations. I sometimes that's another thing that makes me laugh about my podcast. Some of the beats are a little off with the numbers, but I'm close. 
but I don't thoroughly research everything before I say it. And I think that's partly because I'm passionate about what I'm passionate about. It don't matter what the numbers are. I'm right and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about it. So now what? That's pretty much, I think that might be the name of my third autobiography. I'm right so and shut what? up. Right. I like that. I kind of like that, though. Oh, I kind of like that. It's just an interesting time that we live in, and uh, I feel personally that all this democratic liberalism has infantilized a lot of black people, and <clears throat> they haven't done us any favors. But None. I can't say that I would then be like, oh, I'm going to be a Republican, because I don't. I don't get down with them either. They're pretty much like, nope. pull your, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I don't have any boots. I don't care. <laughs> Do them up. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my life. Okay. Right. No excuses. But you know what, though? Since you made that comment or that statement about, you know, Republicans and whatnot, I really think that as far as like, programs, like uh, social programs, food stamps and things of that nature. Um, I really feel like when a person is placed onto one of those programs, there should be a plan set in place or a general outline of, okay, How to get you're, off you're of on it. this, exactly, going on to it, there needs to be a plan of how we're going to wean you off of it. We're going to help you for this amount of time. You have two children. You're a single mom. Okay. need this help right now. Uh -oh. Am I breaking up? A little bit. But you're okay. back. Okay. Um, but there should be something already in place that says we're going to help you for this period of time. Not that we're going to just completely dump you off of it when this time comes, but at least we need to have you closer to being self-sufficient. I need to have you that. a lot closer to being able to take care of yourself and your family. And I would, I would hope that most people would want that. Well, it's, it's there, there are a lot of people who do, but then there are a lot of people who don't. Like I told you before, when I talked for the community colleges, I ran into second and third generation welfare recipients who saw absolutely nothing wrong. One young lady, unfortunately, she got a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken because none of her family had worked and, you know, people were talking about you need to get a job, this, that, and the third. She got a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken when payday came around. She was like, well, where I'm supposed to get such and such amount of money. Where is my money? Well, she looked at the stub and she saw that you had to pay state tax and federal tax and you got to pay into Social like, Security. You got to pay into all these things that help support her. What she didn't yeah. even realize that had been supporting her family for however many years. And she was like, she was like, oh no, I don't know. Well, you just broke up, but that's, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said to me. This is good, though. She, yeah. she basically did what? She basically was like, well, no, I'm not helping take care of nobody. I don't care if y'all can help take care of me. <laughs> pretty much. That sucks. That, yeah, it, it pretty much is. And she didn't even realize until the best in essence what she did. You said, okay. So where did you think the money came from? 
Uh oh, you're gone now. I'm gonna have to edit this. This is sad though. So Steph is that's really sad. They a lot of people think the money just comes from the government. Well, it's just <laughs> government money and that's what they believe. And they don't realize that we are we are funding the government. The government, right. So she was just like, No, I'm not paying I'm no, she quit the job. She said she'd rather stay at home and collect this amount of money than go somewhere and work and have to pay for state yeah. and whatever else that are benefiting somebody else. I said, sweetie, how do you think I feel? I've been working since I was 15 years old. I haven't been on anything. I've, I've had food stamps once in my life. And that's when I got laid off of a job and it took me a while to find another one. But you know what? But, that's where it gets frustrating. This is where I blame the media because they, they have this big blanket statement that all black people are just fine with everything. We're fine with her being that way like only old white men are mad about people living off the system only old white men are concerned even you know for white welfare recipients and people who abuse the system and that's just not true are you getting no, the question we don't care but yeah. it's like Chris Rock said if, if I have to get up every day and get a job I am damn sure mad that you're not getting up and going to work you know you need to figure out how to make some money and I know more people like that than I do. I don't know anybody like the story you just told. And it's like, this is ridiculous. I wish they would stop feeding this narrative that all black people feel the exact same way about all the issues. Well, that's and, not and true. On top of it, here's another one. And this is a, this is an example of somebody who fell through the cracks. I had a woman who is now a grandmother. She had spent her entire life on welfare. But now, because she had been on it for so long, I guess nobody paid attention. And oh, now she's in her 60s or 70s. Your kids are no longer, they're not kids, they're grown up. Her oldest is now going to college. You don't need uh, public assistance anymore. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you off of all this. We're going to take your nice apartment that you've lived in for God knows how long. They just were about to take this woman off of everything. This is her life. You know what I'm saying? It was just really sad to me because that was her entire life, and she had nothing else. And she had had a brain stroke, so oh, she was Lord. trying to learn some skills so that she could find some type of little receptionist job. Now, that's something. wrong. I think well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's if you enable side. somebody to be on the system that long, then you need to be figuring out how to help them get off of it. That's ridiculous. Well, and and not to mention she had had a situation that for her retention of her memory, she didn't retain a lot of things for very long. Her short-term memory was very bad because of the stroke she had had. And she she would always thank me. She would thank me so much because she'd say that I was patient with her and I, I, I was trying to understand that she had, you know, a type that of like a, a scary TV movie. On a much lighter note, do you remember that movie with somebody, they were trying to keep us off drugs when we were kids, and there was a TV movie after school, this girl took some PCP and then ran and jumped out the window. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I don't remember that one. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, Judy, it's not fun. It doesn't sound funny. Well, the way the movie was, it was so dramatic. It was like, the girl, where is Sarah? Where is she? And then... She had taken some PCP and they're like, here she goes. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it was very poorly made. 
Yeah, I'm about to say this sounds like something that somebody that pops into my head. I'm the story you told is sad. But uh, that pops into my head. But on I'm gonna wrap this up. But on a much lighter note, I thought of you on my way to work the other day because uh Mary J. Blige family affair came on and she was in the dancery. But also she is very serious when she tells some people in the song to leave their situations at the door. So okay, she was trying to have some fun at the dancery. And then I thought of you because is there really such a word as dancery? You know, like, I think that's <laughs> one of those uncompted words. One of those it works. Syllable. But I, would people laugh at me if I was like, tonight I'm going to a dancery. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute, Judy. Judy, here it goes. But then let's ask ourselves, what is holleration? Is there such thing as holleration? No holleration. We know what holleration is. This is some poetic license. Yeah, but leave your situations at the door. Right. Because I'm trying to get down in this dance. I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> I don't care that, uh, you know, you lost your job, bubble beating on you or whatever. Leave that at the door. You and your dark liquor situation, you need right. to stay over there. I'm going to leave too. <laughs> I want to thank you for putting up with this like three-hour endeavor to try to have this interview. I appreciate you Okay, all the but time. you know so there's one the other subject we have to touch on at the, on the next one. Oh. Well, touch on it now real quick, real quick. Well, this little uh, date I had, long oh. story short, <laughs> had a date with a gentleman who's just perfect otherwise, but as we were kind of getting to the end of the date, he starts showing me pictures of different women and telling me how he's got a girlfriend everywhere and he's been married before and he's still a gentleman, but these days he's kind of, you know, just doing what a he does. And I'm just, I'm sitting there in absolute amazement. I'm well, like, okay. You got to give him credit for at least being open with it. Exactly. I, I did. I said, well, it at least still it sounds me. like a situation, as Mary would say, a situation for super gonorrhea. But, you know, if the other women are into it, there you well, go. if he's if he's putting it out there like he put it out there to me. I don't know. I, I haven't been on a date for so long. I, well, I have mean, like so little desire. And this is my fault. Like I want all the good stuff, but I'm not trying to, you know, kiss some fishes to see who's going to be the one. You know, I'm I'm just ready for him to show up and be like, you know, help me hey, grow Judy. my business. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Judy, let's show. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm, I'm not interested in a whole bunch of uh, feeling you out. Are you are you going to call me, you know, <laughs> like the song. What you, you say? This is not like call me like it said it was. Yeah, this ain't clear. I, I know, right? I know, and that's exactly what I thought about when you said that. Like said he was. Uh, I just, I just not interested in that part. If he's, you know, like the difference between baking a cake and going to the store and getting a cake, I'm gonna have to go get the cake. What you say? You're not trying to mix up no ingredients. I hear you. I would be upset. Like I'm. Kudos to him for being comfortable and saying, hey, I'm pretty much whoring around. Do you want to be in this harem with us? Uh, but at the same time, yuck. I mean, come on, dog. Like, 
I don't want that. You shouldn't want that for yourself. You shouldn't, but there's plenty of guys out there who... Uh, and oh, and then he invites me to go to Italy or Greece with him, and I'm like, um, dude, I'm not traveling with you and your women. Are you crazy? <laughs> and he's it's like, a new episode of Pimps Up. He was like, he's like, he's like, no, no, I didn't say it would be like women. I mean, like, no, I didn't say oh, that. You, you I was thinking be the about only one on that trip. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he gets to have his way with me. Look, he gets to have his way with me on that little trip and figure out if I'm worth it. Nah, partner. You could be the bottom bitch. Didn't you see yeah. him up? Hold down. No, thanks. I, I think that's sad. You know, and one of the guys I used to date, he's like single now and he's all mopey and sad. And the thing with him is he, he wants to be the girl. And what I mean by that is he's always like, Did you, why didn't you call me? When you gonna call me? Oh, when you gonna come and You're the man. You do the calling. You do the courting or whatever we call it these days. You're the initiator. I'm not gonna woo you. You're the man. And uh, well, we always reach an impasse because he's always wanting more attention from me, and then trying to make it seem like I messed up somehow. Like I'm cold. I'm like I'm not cold. You know You're the man. The, the man. bad part about this guy is. On paper, he's awesome. Good credit, great job. <laughs> he's not bad looking. He takes care of himself. You uh, I mean, credit first. on paper, he looks great. Can get him he looks amazing. <laughs> but, Judy, what you're talking about, I mean, it's like I might see you out somewhere and you were one of your women, and I was. I saw my phone and say nothing. I'm not supposed to say oh, yeah. nothing. How does that go? <laughs> you know, how does that go? Don't get in trouble for reckless eyeballing. What? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nuts. I don't, right. I, just, I don't understand. And if I'm, I'm completely open to dating to a certain extent, I just... The, I just know that dating doesn't mean we're exclusive. So I, I get I don't that. want somebody that I have to try to figure out what... You know, that's for your 20s. What is he thinking? When is he going to call me? When, when are we going to see each other again? Does he really love me, or are we just hanging out, fooling around? Like, that was for your 20s and some of your 30s. I was just not interested in that. I've seen every movie, and I know exactly how to end. (laughs) Just tell me to end it right now. (laughs) We don't have time for it. I had a girl ask me, well, Miss Kim, you you don't believe in helping a man out? I said, sweetie, in your 20s, that's doable. I said, in your 20s, that's doable. Even, even in your early 30s, I said, but once you get past, like, 32, sweet pea, then the time in behind you is probably going to be a little shorter than the time in front of you. I said, <laughs> you, need, you need to have a man who at least, if he doesn't have everything together, at least he has a plan and he's going in that direction. It's oh, yeah, one thing to stand by somebody. But it's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it's a whole nother thing to be with some guy who has no whatsoever clue and he want to drive your car, get a key to your house. And walk around. You know what I'm saying? Be in your situation. Be in your situation and don't have nothing to contribute. I'm just not that girl. No. Not right now. It's not like boo to that. Boo! No thanks. Because that's just like they say about women. If I come home. Well, if I come home to a man who you've been at home all day, had my car, you got to come pick me up from work, <laughs> that stuff is not enticing. It makes me want you gone. 
That's called Baby I Boy. This myself. You seen that movie? It's called Baby yeah. Boy. And we know no, how it is. Thank you. Look, and we know how it is. Huh? No. All right. I'm gonna. All right. Uh, I'm gonna put a period there, but we'll catch up again. And, okay. Uh, I will edit this and get this on to the show. I want to thank you for your patience and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you got any last words of wisdom you want to share? I want to say what you always say, but I'm gonna let you say. What? What you always you say? <laughs> you were small. No, what, what you always say? Uh, don't stay out of trouble and keep your top on. Hey. All right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, babe. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's all good, because even when we met, we still love you.